Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel fool me can't get fooled again you never know. You don't. When you're going to have three Vodsos. <laughs> In an hour. Yep. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, joined by Marcus Parks, as always. Today's guest, National Review writer and Fox News contributor, Kat Timp. Thanks for, thanks for being here, Kat. Oh, it's a wonderful time already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So we should talk about Bernie Sanders. He was at a conference. He gave a speech at uh, Netroots Nation, and it did not go so well at all because <laughs> they don't like old white men. Uh, he got treated uh, very poorly, Netroot. and uh, mm-hmm. there was a guy, uh, some protesters busted in the doors, and they started chanting the Black Lives Matter thing, and then Bernie was like, what? What do I do now? And then he freaked out and told him, literally, if you don't want me to be here, I can just leave. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Sort of the opposite of a Trump moment where he basks in the glory of having people hate him and throw um, sharp barbs his way. He loves to, uh, to, to, to pick up those uh, verbal grenades and throw them back into the crowd. Bernie Sanders literally just like, I can go. I can go. These <laughs> yeah. are some of the differences between candidate Trump and candidate He's Sanders. Chill vibes. Right. Yeah. Two chill vibes, though. Yeah, I guess. But I really hated in a lot of the coverage of this. They quoted all these people saying, you know, the only thing for him to do would be get down there and and join these protesters. I mean, what if every speech was like that? Right. Maybe he didn't talk about racial issues in that speech, but maybe that's not the speech that he wrote. To discuss at the, yeah. the Netroots conference. Yeah, like, sorry. I mean, I right. don't know. Do you have to mention every issue in every speech? Right, right, right. Well, he did somewhat address it. He said, yeah. black lives, of course matter, but I've spent 50 years of my life fighting for civil rights. If you don't want me to be here, that's okay. He was trying to be a little smart because he's a bit of a smart ass. Yes. Like, if you don't want to be here, that's fine. I'm yeah. okay. No, it's but it does come across as just like, I can go. Whenever you want me to go, I can just get right out of here. But how far do you think this organization is to the left if Bernie Sanders is too conservative to speak in front of them? Exactly. You can't do anything right. You can't do anything right at all. I mean, what if... I also kind of wondered how much would he have had to say about it for them to not do that? Because they were probably right. so pumped to do that that he'd be like, you didn't talk about the entire time, you know? Because uh, they went in there planning to, you know... I mean, that's just kind of like the, what they do. Right. And if he... Like, what would they do if someone did talk about it? 
Well, of course, would now... Would they be happy? I don't know. This is sort of the catch-22 of the whole thing, right? Because Bernie Sanders went there. He actually gave a speech. Hillary didn't show up. Right. Uh, most other candidates didn't show up. I believe Martin O'Malley uh, also uh, gave a speech, and that did not go perfectly, no. for, uh, perfectly for him. Although Martin O'Malley has coming from Baltimore, being the mayor of, of Baltimore, and of course the governor of Maryland, he had a bit, bit of a more diverse uh, constituency than Bernie Sanders, who comes from Vermont, right. which is like, did you go to the beach and tan? You're like the blackest person here. Right. I can't believe. Are you part of the NAACP? Well, what happened. Of course, Hillary didn't go. Right. She's terrified of these sorts of events. Well, because, but what would be the benefit? Where, if you were weighing the pros and cons, and you're a political strategist, what is the possible pro to get a to get a cheer from these people? It would require you to say things that would not be universally accepted in a uh, in a in a nationwide campaign at all. I feel like it was kind of like him doing a bringer show. Right, he he needs to do anything he can. Right, there's going to be a lot of industry there. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean to kind of get his face out. Uh, he's just saying yes to everything, and I think also because Hillary didn't do it, mm-hmm. he was going to do it. Just like Hillary's not talking about anything. What is she doing? She's yeah. not in the news at all. Right. I mean, which is, I mean, does she need to be in the news? I would say that she probably doesn't. No, her name recognition is pretty high. News. She needs to not be in the news. I, I saw something on Jezebel about how her dad used to eat onion garlic sandwiches, and that's the only thing I've seen about her, you know, covering the yes. important things in her past I actually, <laughs> that we needed to discuss. Uh, Catherine Timpf is very, very successful on Twitter. Follow her at Kat Timpf. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, follow Marcus Parks at Marcus Parks. And I'm at Ben Kessel. There we go. Got that out of the way. <laughs> very good. But yes, there was an article written about Hillary Clinton in Jezebel. Only the hardest hitting um, articles are coming from Jezebel yes. when it comes to dealing with the policies that that Bill and Hillary uh, no doubt would like to continue to put uh, keep in place that her husband uh, you know created in the 90s and their whole article was about how she had a very tough father and he used to eat garlic with peanut butter y- yeah cool <laughs> yeah, you know. So that was that their measure of a tough man. Well, it sort of was, and I mean, you know, I I did I read the article, and it was one of the first Jezebel uh, articles I've read in a long time. I believe it was the most uh, time I spent on that website since it uh. first began, and I thought it was a smut site. But then it turns out that it was it was yeah. not at all. I didn't masturbate for three weeks. I read a bunch of articles yeah. about what I was doing was wrong yeah. and how it is helping. I. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> what are their like staff Christmas parties like? I always wonder. Like, what do they listen to? Nothing with words. No, you they can't. <laughs> they can't listen to anything with words because all words are problematic. It's too possible to uh, to offend somebody. Yeah, the Jezebel Christmas party it would be one of the very rare times where I'd say, you know what? I'm going to stay at home because I want to have a wilder time than going out. <laughs> and I think just being alone on the couch watching Charlie Rose would be more exciting than the Jezebel uh, Christmas party. Yes. So with Hillary not being in the news, with this happening with Bernie Sanders, where do you think he's going to be able to find some footing on the on the uh, because obviously we'll talk about Trump because we have to uh, because the whole world is. And honestly, he's just like unbelievable. I'm kind of voting for him. (laughs) (laughs) If the election was tomorrow, I think I would have to vote for President Trump. You know who he reminds me of is Lord Business from the Lego movie. (laughs) The man who uh, is, is voiced by Will Ferrell. Yeah. And I would look at look how great Legoland was. I mean, and things were doing great over there. You know, there's a lot of structure and things like that. A lot of hotels being built. But where do you think for Bernie Sanders, from your perspective, where can he find a foothold? Because obviously he's not far enough left anymore to really capture the base that everyone thought he had cornered. I guess. But if you look at his record, he was supporting 
getting the government out of marriage, gay marriage, that kind of stuff since the 1970s. And then then Hillary, we have video, her saying it's so important to her that marriage is between a man and a woman. She doesn't just say, oh, the specific policy, you know, is, is, you know, best for the country. She says, no, it's very important for the country. But he's not like that. But then also it's impossible for Hillary Clinton, for anybody to notice the fact that she's a total fraud. Uh, And that everything she's coming out in support of now, criminal justice reform, gay marriage, Mm -hmm. is what she was coming out against very hard. Right. Very hard. Well, everybody knows. Everybody knows marriage is between a man and a woman and a bimbo from Dallas and and a random intern who has who's basically sexually assaulted by a man in power. Right. And then my husband got all this money for all these new prisons. And then she's coming in out, she'd be like, There's just too many people in prison. I mean and and and, and, and Bernie Sanders has the credentials of being (laughs) consistently Progressive, Right. So the National Review actually had a, they got into a bit of hot water because of, of course, Bernie Sanders is a, he's a Jewish fellow mm-hmm. and they equated him because he does, uh, you know, proclaim himself to be a national socialist. So uh, there was a National Review article written by what, what was the name of this fellow? Kevin Williamson, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and he was, he, uh, he's not um, opposed to writing controversial uh, articles. No, with, he's with most very, certainly not. He's what not. was one of the other headlines? Laverne that he Cox is not a woman. That was, <laughs> was another piece that he wrote. He does not at all shy away from controversy. Right. So National Review is calling, basically calling Bernie Sanders a Nazi, which is obviously you know, always a gross exaggeration. There were, n- Nazis were Nazis and they still live in Greece, but that's just because that whole country is chaotic and insane. <laughs> and if you got a pair of boots, uh, you're the one who's, you're the ones who make the policies because you got, you got the, uh, the way to get around. Um, so National Review calls him a Nazi. The far left doesn't like him because he's not on board with these relatively new movements, like the Black Lives Matter movement. How is Bernie Sanders? What is he? Seventy-two years well, old. Well, Bernie Sanders has been a part. He marched with Martin Luther King. Right. Exactly. Like, he uh, he was right. in a uh, core right. uh, protesting segregation. Right. Like he was also he endorsed Jesse Jackson. You know, for president. That, yeah. Like he that's he has I'm, been a part of the. That's what I'm saying right. with his record. He just isn't up on Twitter hashtags. Right. Uh, and neither is Hillary. Neither. neither are, you know, any of these yeah. people aren't. And they're all- so what's he supposed to do? That's the, I mean, you know, I also think there's these people lo- looking at him and they don't know about the record and they just see a 72-year-old white pasty dude yep. from Vermont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's also being criticized because the majority of his followers right now are white dudes. Right. And that, and these days, you know, that is a, uh, that's a bad thing. There's a Like, gr- you don't want right. the majority of your audience or the majority of your supporters to be white dudes. It's right. unfashionable. Is it just that it's so much easier to be pissed off and find things that you have a problem with than to support somebody. Because, I mean, I kind of understand with the internet now, it's if you support somebody, inevitably there's going to be a headline, we dug this up from the 90s and look at you, how dare you have said they were good. So it's very easy to say, yeah, well, you're not doing this and you're not doing this. Right. And of course, and we talk about on the show regularly that Bill Clinton would never be elected uh, nowadays. I mean, he was he is as Bill Cosby, uh, you know, drugged and uh, and sexually assaulted women. Bill Clinton did similar There's things. There's more his drug- coming out about Bill Clinton, too, in yeah. the future. I mean, Bill Clinton. Sure. Yeah, his drug of choice was just great verbiage and just Southern charm. But nonetheless, <laughs> still just as intoxicating, manipulating, <laughs> manipulating Bill Clinton. And of course, with Hillary Clinton, she has sixty-one percent of the black vote. Bernie Sanders only nine percent. You mentioned earlier. 
prison industrial complex. Yeah. How it increased under her presidency, uh, under her husband's presidency. So why doesn't that narrative get traction? Right, and it's not just that it increased under her husband's presidency. She went out of her way to make it very clear that she wasn't just the first lady. She totally felt him on this. She gave speeches right. saying, you know, we're, you know, we've strengthened to manage. She. She helped him kind of steal the tough on crime thing from the Republicans mm. during that time. Um, she helped him do that, and she was very proud of it. She was bragging about all the prison money. Right. And the thing that's so strange with her, well, not strange because she apparently doesn't have to, she never explains how she made a shift. It might humanize her mm. almost a little bit, I would think. She's just pretending that it never happened. Like, right. oh, you know, like, what does her time hop look like? Yeah, they did, like? They're just trying to find the perfect person that made her make the shift. I talked to a young man in Chicago, yeah. and he told me about how mandatory minimum sentencing destroyed his family right. and his father. Like, do you think she's just looking for the perfect I narrative? Mean, I don't think so. I think she doesn't think she has... She's just trying to say as little as possible, and that's well, clear. Well, wh- why does she have to? If Jezebel, the a publication that's supposed to know more uh, and should investigate female ca- candidates more because they should be more invested in uh, getting one of them elected, is just printing because articles about her father not, and garlic. she's not likable at all. I mean, do you wish she was she were here right now? I mean, you know, kind of. <laughs> like, there's plenty of yeah. people that I don't agree with politically or that I even think are criminals. Right. I think, well, she's a thug, quite honestly. Yeah. She's a thug. Um, but that's not even why I don't wish she were here because she's also not interesting. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to be a thug and also boring? I don't know, but she somehow manages it. Right. With the illegal things that her family has done with the Clinton, uh, uh, um, the foundation and collecting the money from, you know, drug lords and warlords and uh, NAFTA, which pretty much just guaranteed more slave labor than ever before in the world's history. And TPP will do the exact same thing. Uh, you would think she would have some good stories. You would think. She'd <laughs> Let's be, hear about some child armies that you guys funded. Able, or she'd be able to tell a story. Right. Um, it's so funny because Beyonce endorsed her or whatever. But you, you ever see them hanging out? You ever see her doing anything with pop culture? She knows just about as much pop culture as Bernie Sanders does. Oh, she yeah. just has a better social media team helping mm. her pretend. Pantsuit aficionado in her bio. That's not her idea. Right. 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 You right. know, the she's only- probably like, "What's a Twitter?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. A Twitter is something that her husband gives to other women when he's having Hey-o. sex. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I'm on fire. I mean, if we Hey-o. remember. The only story that Hillary Clinton ever told turned out to be false. Remember the yeah. Bosnian sniper, the Bosnian oh, machine right. gun fire story. That's yeah. right. For those that don't know, just Google it. She said she was getting off a plane and uh, the snipers were all around and then they just have footage and it could not have been a nicer day. But, 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 most, <laughs> people, but, but most people don't know. That's why you're saying I have to you know, Google right. it because most people don't know because somehow this Clinton machine is able to just, she's so obviously a criminal. She's so obviously a liar. She's so obviously a hypocrite Mm. and nobody seems to care. All right. But in all honesty, I want you to, I want, what are your thoughts on just the fact that she's a woman? This is good. Is this good? Or do you care? I mean, very interesting. You are a woman. Um, And obviously this is a very big selling point. I think people often are just like, I'm, it's time for a woman to lead. I think that in their minds, they have more of a, of, uh, of an Elizabeth Warren. uh, Yeah. It's time uh, for a woman to marry a president, stay with him when he cheats on her with an intern, (laughs) and then become president. That's so feminist. Right. 
come on. So you don't buy that argument that I she's somehow standing up all. for all women. So how is she a feminist be- automatically because she's a woman? I how? I don't know. She, I, yeah. She how is it? She's gone through struggles. She broke through the you know the, the glass ceiling. The senator by marrying a president and letting him hook up with interns and standing by him. Mm. Well, you could argue that she was part of the political machine. She was part of the driving force that got Bill Clinton that far. They were definitely a power couple. Regardless, right. you're saying you need to be a part of a power couple. Right. I don't think this is a feminist victory of any sort. I don't. Do you think Lindsey Graham, he threw himself into the race? He's at 0% in the oh, polls. Oh, wait, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, Lindsey Graham is yeah. down That's the sad thing. Um, yeah. And I read the news every day. Yes, uh, he's at 0%. It's hard to keep up. And let's, let's uh, transition a little bit out of the Democrats. Um, and uh, let's go to Lindsey Graham. He would be the first president to be non-married. Yeah. And I believe, when I don't know, was there another non-married? I think there was one other president that was non-married. Do you think it would be smart for him to tout that a little bit? I love the idea. I do, too. Yeah. The single pres. Single oh, yeah. president. One focus on the mind. Taking care of the entire country. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's only one. James Buchanan, who was also, also considered by many historians to be our first gay president. And, okay. There's been more than one. Oh, gay presidents? Oh, yeah. I'm not naming names. I'm just saying statistically, yes. there must have been. <laughs> Many of them. Yeah. Many of them. But now, Donald Trump was just in South Carolina, Lindsey Graham's backyard, and he gave a very uh, boisterous and energetic Trump, spe- uh, Trump speech. Stump speeches should now just be called Trump speeches. And uh, <laughs> he ended up showing... Uh, uh, Sam, uh, 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 Lindsey Graham's telephone number. He showed the entire crowd his telephone number because Lindsey Graham called him a jackass. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. This is this is <laughs> this is politics, like schoolyard politics happening uh, happening at the national level. I feel like the Republicans are just dominating the press, and people are making it seem like it's a bad thing. But I think it's good. Yeah, but the only one that's dominating <laughs> is Trump. Trump is viable. Viable? Yeah, I'm going to work in one of his <laughs> casinos as soon as he well, gets elected. The interesting wash thing all the, is Trump all the... is just as as wishy washy as Hillary. He gave Hillary money. When did he give Hillary money? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, exact, it must have been 2008. I don't know right? the exact year. Um, yeah, it was. He he's, was a Democrat donor. <laughs> well, yeah. they did attend his wedding in 2005. Well, that's okay. You can be frenzies with people that you don't agree with. That must have been one hell of a wedding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my God, you, the no, pedophiles. No, per I was going to say. Edge. I was just going to say, no one's safe. No one is safe. The amount of criminal masterminds at a Trump wedding. The Clintons are there. They're probably one of the least dangerous folks in the crowd. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, that must have been. Hide your kids. Yeah, Bill Clinton has contributed both to the Clinton Foundation and to Hillary Clinton's Senate campaigns. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I thought it was a while back. From. Yeah. I mean. As a re- as but a- no one's talking about that either, which is so interesting. Right. I, I do like one thing about Trump, and I, I don't know if I'll regret saying this or not, but I do like not apologizing if you don't mean it. Right. And I'm not even saying whether or not he should apologize or whether he said something, you know, obviously some of the stuff he says, just like, come on, bro. Well, the so you're talking about the McCain reference, most likely, mm-hmm. which kind of well, hurt anything. him with a lot. Of, yeah, but the McCain reference hurt because it Republican was- Republican veterans. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He just I, said, but it was such a funny. If you go back and you watch the uh, the the uh, the question and response, it's very flippant. And he just yeah. says, "I like people who weren't captured," and it gets a huge applause break. All we're doing is all he is doing is getting positive feedback in the room. He's crushing everywhere <laughs> right. he performs. He is destroying. He's, He's crushing he, exactly as a performer right. in a sense, but also, I mean, and. I really just believe he feels that way about himself. I talked. About I agree. This. I talked about this on the Gutfeld show, and I yeah. was just saying, who is his therapist? Can I get this therapist, or can he be my therapist, or can I be his I therapist? Would, <laughs> but no, I would love that kind of delusional self confidence, where no matter how clearly wrong I am, right. I'm like, no, 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 you have the problem, and I go on my merry way with a smile on my face. And but I you know think what? that's why he's doing well right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think Americans are really liking that that because so many. Americans have the attitude of, I say what I want. Right. I do what and, I want. And people are, don't want to apologize when they don't mean it. And so they're really or, responding to Trump being a dickhead. Or if they don't, they're secretly jealous of it. They secretly would love to be that free and right. still love themselves. Because that's what I think it's about, too, is that people are sick. It's becoming hack that you have to hate yourself to be, you know, mm. you know, and I'm not saying white privilege doesn't exist, but, you know, the only way to be popular is to be the most guilty and upset about it. Right, right. Or to sure. be the, you know, vi- being a victim makes you powerful, whether it's because you're a woman or because you're a minority or because your sexual orientation, being a victim makes you powerful and you're supposed to complain and tell sad stories. And Trump is like, nah. No, I'm amazing. I'm the best. And you know what? That's crazy to even say, but that's new. Right, right. A confident president. Sure. That you're not the biggest victim and that makes you the most powerful. There was a post-ABC News poll that came out and it put uh, Scott Walker at 13%, Jeb Bush was at 12%, and Donald Trump was at 26%. He doubled up the the, uh, the closest competitor in Scott Walker, who I don't think has a lot of longevity anyway, but I think you're right. I think it's that message of just pure, unadulterated confidence that really comes in at a perfect time. Very similar. We've been talking a lot if he does end up running third party, which he he may have to do, he will be a perfect candidate, like uh, like a, to to play the Ross Perot character right. of the self so called self made uh, man. We can get into a little bit of his Vietnam uh, veteran, his Vietnam War experience was a lot different than John McCain's. And dare I say, uh, I would prefer Trump's. If yeah. I if I had to choose two life paths, I would go with the Donald and I'm just kind of hang out. I'm not going to war. No, but never. I'm a woman. But I just I don't know why. War would be awful. You gotta watch this. There's a great documentary called The Battle of Marjar, and it really shows you what the war was in 2010 Afghanistan. It's terrifying, awful, and you know those bullets are they're they're super real, and they just they just go right through you. They kill you. You know what I'm surprised by? I mean, all the Republican, all nine million of the uh, candidates that have announced, they're clearly getting overshadowed by Trump. I'm a little surprised. Rubio's not talking that much. And isn't mm. he supposed to be the charming one? Well, Marco Rubio, his major thing now is he's he's gone against his super PAC is giving, I believe it's $20 million in funding or something like that to an ad campaign going against Obama's uh, Iran deal. So he kind of want right. to make, make, make that the cornerstone of his campaign, which I think will get some traction a little bit longer down yeah. the road after Congress, who after, after they get back from their month break, they're just taking August off. I, I want to see a presidential candidate that's good at riffing you know right, right. something comes up they know what to say about trump i want to see mm-hmm. some because i don't know just because i like it but also i feel like you you shouldn't be that 
that like sneaky and quiet and you know especially when you're coming up against someone like Trump you do need press right now right and whether it's Trump or anything else that comes up you need to be able to address that mm-hmm. well I think Rubio is just waiting I think, I, I think because the first okay, the first uh, Republican presidential debate is coming up two three weeks August sixth and it's going to be. Ten people on stage. Right now you yes. got Trump, Bush, uh, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ron Paul, Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and Rick Perry. Now that is a fucking murderer's row right I'm there. I'm disappointed. I really, you know, I really <laughs> do like Carly Fiorina. Yeah? Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the way that she talks about abortion because she's super pro-life, but mm-hmm. she's like, you know... Not everyone's pro pro or pro, pro choice. She talks about how like the Democrat side, like look at how extreme that they are. Like their platform is like you know if it's like not out of your body, you know what I mean. Like stuff like that is interesting. She's interesting. I'm right. saying she's interesting. Ben right. Carson, I don't know how he's there. He's sitting at six six percent, and Fiorina is sitting at point eight. I know, and that's that doesn't right. make sense to me um, because I would really just like to see her how she'd be treated in the press as a female candidate versus Hillary if she was getting more. Um, she doesn't have a lot of traction. I think it's mostly because everything she's tried to do in her life, she's failed at. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a terrible CEO. And then, of she course, she wasn't. She had cancer when she was running for, for us. Um, so what, I have to vote for her now? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If she was smart, she should talk about. illnesses are yeah. a big bummer. Yes, that that is very very true. Yeah. It's it's interesting though when you go through that list, the Republicans with the single uh, Lindsey Graham, Ben Carson, uh, Carly Fiorina, and uh, and uh, Donald Trump. It's the most diverse in a lot of ways when it comes to wealth, class, race, and gender. It's much more diverse than ben. what the Democrats are doing right now. And I would say, much like a lot of people thought that the first black president would have to be Republican, that's why they wanted um, Colin Powell to run in '92. They mm-hmm. were just like begging. Or, uh, was it '88? Or 96, something like this. 96. Um, they were begging him to run. They literally had a Time magazine, had a cover be like, will you run? It was just pathetic. It was it was amazing. I mean, I think he would have been a fine president. Well, Who knows? But uh, with Donald Trump, I think he would be the first atheist president. Have you ever heard him talk about religion? No. He the says first that, openly atheist president. Well, he's sort of... T- he's, <laughs> All presidents, most of them, I'm sure, are atheists. Right, right. There was a... Uh, the person asked him about like what his relationship uh, was with Jesus, which is like insane that this is even talked about in 2015. Right. But, uh, you know, and he said, do you, if you, do you ever ask for forgiveness? And he said, no, he just tries to do better. And I thought that was a great response. He said, I'm not sure if I have. Yeah, no, he hasn't. And then he talks about how his the, the, the uh, most religious thing he does is uh, go and have the wine every now and again. He just, you know, he's just talking about it from a booze perspective. Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he said, uh, we I take when we go and church and when I drink my little wine, which is about the only wine I drink and have my little cracker. I guess that's a form of asking for forgiveness. And I do that as often as possible because I feel cleansed. OK, Hillary, right. Don't you absolutely wish he were here? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. When the I Donald's mean, here, we're all rich. The Donald's <laughs> here and you're going to laugh. Right. You know, with TV and with the Internet, especially these little one sentence things, Mm -hmm. his Twitter hilarious. Mm -hmm. But it's also the it's the Bush Gore thing. It's like Bush is the guy whose barbecue you want to go to. And Gore is the neighbor that ropes you into uncomfortable conversations when you go to get the mail. I'm not going to lie. I wish W were here also. Yeah. 
Do you I, think, I mean, W in the in the polls is above 50 percent, which is pretty astounding, uh, you know, because when he was leaving office, I would thought for sure that he was going to be uh, never again above 20, 25, 30 percent. And the war. That's what I'm saying. Like the war in Iraq. Obviously, everyone agrees. Most everyone agrees. Huge mistake. Right. However, I do want to give him a hug. <laughs> right. He's dra- he draws pictures of dogs. I do but what does that mean? What are we voting for? How are we voting now in this country? Yeah. You know, is it just yeah. gonna, is it gonna be is is it is it enough to be a reality show contestant? Yes. It can be because you know what? We are interested in politics. Okay. Right. Most people are not. What's easier to say, oh, who do you like and who doesn't hate gay people the most? Mm -hmm. Or let me actually research how the economy works (laughs) and what's been going on in the Middle East. Uh, Nobody wants to do that. I mean, I I do it as my job. (laughs) So... I have you get to, paid to do I it. Get paid to do it, and most people don't. And they don't. And most people, it's, it's not only that I get paid to do it. It's it's that most people would be doing whatever else they are doing for their job all day, and then so maybe they get home from looking at spreadsheets or waiting tables or whatever it is, and they don't want to read about Iraq and look at the. They should because it matters, right. but you know people don't want to do that. Who's the most likable? You know who's up on the cool stuff that you're it's really that simple for a lot of people but now isn't this the number one thing going against hillary she is a woman but her likability is insanely low her approval ratings when it comes to just like do you want to hang like you were just mentioning do you want her around you is like zero if she showed up to one of my parties i would be like i really what are you gonna add you're just gonna be (laughs) like i feel like she'd be standing in the corner with the cheese you know like not that that's bad i mean that's also me but but you know it's just yeah. like she wouldn't know how to talk to anybody. She, right. Like, what is she going to do? Have somebody write a statement every time she wants to have a conversation with somebody? She doesn't talk. She doesn't have conversations. Marcus, when you were, you were obviously, you were just in New Mexico. Trump mm-hmm. was running then. And uh, we ta- we discussed a little bit about the immigration because that was when he made the inflammatory remarks. I mean, like uh, about immigration. If he just continues to make another inflammatory remark after an inflammatory remark, I think it gets rid of the first one. <laughs> so now we're on to McCain. So now we're just on to the fact that he hates, uh, you know, people who are, are, are captured at war, even though uh, the Obama administration has done a fairly terrible job of getting the people out of Iran right now that Donald promises he'd get out. And I kind is it am I am I buying this too much? Am I buying it hook, line and sinker? I kind of believe that him, him and Putin would like solve everything. <laughs> well, uh, so, yes, you are. But but he is a very likable person. He, oh, in his I, own like unlikable despite way, his hate. Of, yeah, yeah. Well, I think what what it is as far as following politics, what you were talking about, uh, as far as you know, you following politics because of your job, right? And us also just following it in general because we like it. I think that there's so much to know now and so much to follow. Is that following politics is no longer a part of everyday life and right. in, in an American following politics is a hobby. Like it's something that you, yeah, yeah, for most people, if you're really into politics, that is your hobby. That is one thing that you do. You follow politics and you go online and you argue about it. Most people don't, they, they're just so, so much to know. Yeah. Politics (laughs) has become like sports. Yeah. Yeah. And they also get very upset. Politics are often too inflammatory. The dialogue becomes like super mean spirited. They're like, I hope your dog dies. And you're like, we just disagreed about, you know, seatbelt laws. What is happening? Yeah. I also think a lot of people who are into politics. 
politics supposedly are pretending to be into politics. Right. Like they they read headlines only. Mm-hmm. On, the, uh, on July fourth, some of our friends were having a political discussion, and it's great. I I love when people have political discussions. I rarely throw myself in to them, especially when they just start being like, "But I do think that we need a distribution of wealth, and everyone needs to pay their fair share." If I hear somebody utter the sentence, "People need to pay their fair share," in a political conversation, I'm like, "Oh no, you're just regurgitating a, a line that was written by an intern that the president." ran on uh, to get your brain thinking uh, that this is something that is even a rational, reasonable idea. What would wealth distribution even look like from a policy perspective? Do you right. go and loot the homes of the wealthy and give it to right. the poor? What does what does uh, Donald on the inverse of that? What does Donald Trump's uh, immigration policy look like if you would actually? What is it on the ground? You just you he go and you just build a wall. He wants to build a wall, which that's like it, it's it's a fun, cute idea. But then would you just go to these go to go to houses in San Francisco and just gut the homes of the families? What is that going to look like? You root them out. You root them out like a truffle hog, but they're humans. I not think pieces well, of, not, not chocolate. What's interesting is that. <laughs> Nobody would say that they want that, but you don't have to. You, he can say that, and you can just secretly kind of vote for him if that's what you want. Right, right. So what do you think are some of the more distracting things now? I was just reading um, about cisgender. I am cisgender. You're cisgender, too, Marcus. Yeah, I know. And you are, too, Kat. Indeed, I'm indeed cisgender. You're, yeah. You non-creative losers. I know. It makes, cisgender makes me... Makes me feel dirty. I don't know why. I don't like, know. It it just is, yeah. I don't I, I don't like it. It makes me feel like a mutant or something. Well, I identify as Ben. You know, that's what I've always said. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I identify yeah. as Marcus. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, uh, uh, you should tweet that. It I'll retweet simple. it. Um, yes, I will. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> what are, what are some of the? Because for the National Review, we were talking about uh, you know how you find your articles and you find a lot of amazing articles that tend to because it's the National Review, you make fun of a lot of the more left leaning uh, university types. Uh, yeah. So, what are you? What do you think? Uh, do you feel like these are actually these are the distractions that are happening? You mentioned sports. I think sports is also one of them. But on on more like. For people who feel as if they're socially engaged, I think oftentimes they can kind of take the, the, the B route and not worry about policy and just focus on gender and, and like yeah. you were saying, you know, who, who is more tolerant than the other person. Right. And that's so annoying. It's, and then, it, especially when they implode on each other, like identity politics, like what I like was what telling you about. Like what happened with Bernie Sanders. Or like what, I, like what I was telling you about yesterday about, well, this wasn't, you know, this was in Scotland, but the, um, the Pride Festival. Right. There was transgender individuals that thought drag queens were offensive. So they're like, you know what? No drag performances at this festival. But then transgender drag queens were like, what about us? We want to perform. We are transgender. So then they're like, okay, transgender drag queens only. Then all the cisgender like, why are you making us say what gender we are specifically? So, I mean, maybe... Maybe it's just not possible to create any environment, even one where people have as much in common as a pride festival, let alone a country or a university, Mm -hmm. to not create any environment where you can guarantee that people won't feel uncomfortable. Let's all just shut up and move on. Right, right. And, and of course, uh, the concern of people being offended, but as opposed to, um, you know, how Bernie reacted to the uh, to the um, chance of Black Lives Matter and be like, I can go. Donald Trump, who uh, I think resonates that sort of sim- uh, the same sympathies you have towards people just being like, live it, live in it, you know, live in the people being upset and hurling insults at you and figure out how to insult them back. And Donald Trump is doing that, which I, I think that's sort of what he is playing. I, yeah, to. I don't understand when people 
you know, complain about. I love when people insult me because I'm so good at insulting them back. Right. And then it's not mean. It's kind of fun. It yeah. allows you to do whatever you want. It allows you to say whatever you want to say. And but but now we've gotten to this point, which is what I was saying earlier, where the one who's wounded is always the winner because you know, and it's just it's not that's not how evolution works. Right. Sorry. What are some other articles you've been working on? I know you were telling me one uh, about vampires. Yeah, there's a, a sociologist um, who's coming out and saying that we need to respect people if they come out as vampires you know did you read about this marcus yeah yeah, yeah. and everyone i got i got <laughs> i love this one though yeah. I got no, no, i've done a fair amount of study on clinical vampirism i got email, <laughs> i got emails uh from transgender individuals being like this isn't funny why are you mocking me and it's like yo this is not a satire right i'm not the one you need to talk to about this oh they thought that it was yeah that, that, wow they thought right. that it was they thought that i thought this was funny like how dare you compare i was like i'm not and so this is a university professor teaching this in his curriculum or her curriculum he did a study based on 11 people okay and and they, they, they well to be fair there's not a whole lot of people correct, out there with clinical vampirism <laughs> and, and some of them some of them got their so that what he, he drew a distinction between um, a lifestyle vampire which is someone who just like wears fangs and sleeps in a coffin and I say just because the second one's weirder <laughs> which is somebody who thinks they need to get extra energy from a person whether it's psychic energy I don't know how you do that um, or literally drinking blood from a person or a creature Mark is any insight on the psychic energy how do you get it Psychic energy is something. <laughs> it's a whole different show, uh, but it is a, essentially using your psychic powers to leech the. <laughs> yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah, come back. Like, like I said, we we would need Henry here for the uh, psychic vampire well, and, and, and uh, he's, conversation. It was interesting. He was saying none of these people showed any signs of being psychologically disturbed. I would argue drinking blood psychologically disturbed. I, I, at right. least there's an argument for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, doesn't it by definition hurt somebody else, or how do you do it? Is there a letting process? Yeah, or? you can. De- I mean, it's uh, same as giving blood if someone volunteers. Yeah, it's consensual. And, and so yeah. No, so, yeah. So no judges, uh, like no judges in terms of like that shouldn't be illegal. Whatever. Yeah. I'm allowed to call you weird. <laughs> You're right, 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 right. Okay. Or a good friend. Or come to our last podcast on the Left Live show. Yeah. This this Saturday, the 25th. <laughs> I really have no problem with vampires, but let's not go down the slippery slope of making them a protected class. I read something today, too, about people who identify as animals. They feel like they're wolves. They yeah. Have yeah. Other kin. Tails. Other kin. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the word I was thinking of. So where yeah. does it... So, okay... <laughs> So this is the I'm allowed to think you're weird if you think you're a wolf and you're a human being. Cat, you would be a cute wolf. I absolutely would. Yeah, Marcus, you're a you're a ooh, I don't even know. Coyote. Yeah, definitely a coyote. Yeah. I'm a little trickster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I have to be like a bear or something. But bears are fun. (laughs) And they like pie. And so do I. And I love You'd be like a cartoon bear. But yeah. like a drunk one. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you got any booze? No, you don't? I'll kill you Boozy then. bear. Big oh, boozy bear oh. <laughs> That's so cute. But because the because of the left movement being, I think, really fractured and kind of like muddy, it's like muddy ground. It's like a quicksand now because like you were saying, no one wants to offend anybody else and it's almost impossible to create a world or an environment where everyone is saying the right things. It's really the definition of walking on eggshells as opposed to the Republicans who have somebody like Donald Trump, who he's getting rewarded for saying terrible things about immigrants because to his, to the base of that party, even if they don't agree with him necessarily, they don't mind it. They're they, relieved by the fact that someone's able to say that. 
Right. And I think they agree with him. I mean, and I, I think, so I agree, yeah. and I think that's what people aren't talking about here yeah. is that a lot of right. knowing. Okay, you, you mentioned me going back to uh, to to the South recently to Texas and New Mexico. Let me tell you this: the racism in the South against Black people has totally been replaced with racism towards Mexican people. Okay, like it is completely like you want to talk about the well, number one racism in Texas right now. It is absolutely Mexican. You don't think it's Muslim Americans or anything like no. that? Absolutely not. I, well, not I no, they, it, is, see, abs, it is number one Mexican. They see it as a welfare issue, anchor babies, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. it's like a whole different animal, I think. I mean, you could say replace, but I think it's a different animal. I mean, it's a welfare issue, but it's also the biggest one that I really hear is crime. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the crime is the biggest issue that they bring up again and again is uh, crime when they talk about uh, Mexicans. Do you think it's possible for one more election cycle to be able to win the presidency without getting a strong support from pockets of the minority vote? No. I, I don't know. Is, I mean, because back, I mean, like, you know, like the Reagan coalition, that was that was a religious coalition. There was a there was an economic coalition of, of wealthier people, uh, capitalists, more corporate minded people. And uh, and then uh, and then Americans who were middle class whites. Mm-hmm. But pretty much the demo was Caucasian. He did not get a lot of uh, any sort of brown people to vote for him, uh, you know, except for occasionally some blacks who were also evangelical. Yeah. But now you have. Is it possible now uh, to to ever be able to run on uh, run a, a campaign that just ge- just gears towards whites? No, because then even the whites are going to hate you, right? Because then you know, because they <laughs> white people call out racism just as much as anybody else. Like they get offended for others. Yeah, That's but once white they, people are super into that. But once they go to that ballot box by themselves, it's, though. That's true. Right. Like, are they point. are they going to vote their conscience or are they going to vote their well, lizard brain? Yeah, I mean, well, maybe themselves, but they're at least going to go out there. I mean, the white academics are very vocal about how racist all the other white people are and how yeah. sorry mm. they are. But that's another thing that I really think about sometimes right. is that we are on social media, so we see this stuff daily. How many people aren't on social media? Are the people mm. that actually vote the ones who don't know? That a, a white professor from uh, from Tulane is complaining about institutional racism. Also, I mean, there's nothing really more institutionally racist than the university system. And uh, a lot of people, like Scott Walker, he's number two in the majority of polls, doesn't have a college degree, and in a bizarre way, that's working for him. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I feel like there's a backlash of, you know, I think mostly pseudo intellectualism, but definitely ivory tower, ivory tower white thought that is just like, I'm, I don't know, bro. Like a I have, college degree doesn't always mean anything. It means nothing because now you can just create your own major. I mean, I could do a major in like how to tie my shoes because I got big feet <laughs> and it's more difficult than I could get like a master's sorry degree. For you. They're size 14s. That's big. <sighs> it's sad. But either way, um, there's, so it's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are coming out uh, in the political minds of people, and they're they're channeling it through Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is really relating to a lot of folks, and I think people are completely stunned by it. But in reality, if you can't stand up to Trump, I think he's like the measuring stick yeah, for a candidate to see you, how they're going to do with diplomacy. More, you can't be more interesting than somebody who doesn't care what they say. Right. And you can't. <laughs> You kind of can't not care what you say. So I really wonder what's going to happen. If you're going to be like that legitimate, I, you know. Yeah. When you're talking about do you want his finger over the button, <laughs> you know, mm. nah. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but do uh, and that's uh, do, do you think that the majority of Americans, the people that respond to, I think people that respond to uh, Trump's anti-immigrant state uh, statements are people who don't think that there are any immigrants besides Mexicans. Yeah. They don't think about foreign policy. They don't think about right. what happens outside of North America. Either way, quick prediction: I'm saying it's going to be a Biden Romney election. You heard it here. Romney first, folks. would crush it right now. <laughs> I that's think he would too. Yeah. He should have decided to announce right after all the China stuff came out. Been like, told you guys. I would not be surprised if Joe Biden throws his name in the hat. Hmm. But starting uh, in January. I mean, he can't, you know. He's I still, wish he were here. I wish uh, if Joe was here. Although Joe he's sad. Was here, Joe was sad. He's sad, but in a fun we way. We could talk about death. Yeah. Like everyone <laughs> is his whole family dead. Yeah. I, mean, I it, know. Why is mine? I don't know. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But you know what? I figured he'd have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah, and so do I. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> you gotta. You're not getting out of bed. You got to. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. You, ha- you have to have a good sense of humor about all of this stuff. Because at the Thank end of the you. day... We're already underground, so we're just going to try to have Slowly fun. Slowly dying, all of us. That's right. And stop stop heckling Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. He's just an old guy. He's an old guy, and Man. I really do think he, he loves people. He's an idiot, you know? Like, it, it, you know, he, <laughs> nothing that he says would ever work. You don't think so? No. What's the dumbest thing about Bernie Sanders? Well, you said redistributing wealth. Well, how does it look like his, uh, uh, in a policy form? Yeah. Yeah. It is difficult. I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. But is it that he's going in with these extreme ideals and then going in, it's like, okay, well, I, let's reshape this. I honestly liked him when I met him. I really did. And I yeah. do like his views on a lot of stuff, you know, oh, like the right. criminal justice type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You got you got to meet him. You were doing Larry Wilmore's The Nightly Show and yes. Bernie Sanders tentatively uh, announced his run for the right. presidency. Yeah. But it was really kind of like, uh, I'm thinking if people like me, I think I might run. Like, yeah. that's really what he said. I honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder what kind of conversations the Clintons have about Bernie Sanders. I mean, they must love him. I can't imagine they feel yeah. too threatened by him. Yeah, they don't. But what if he ran as a third party candidate? Do you think that he would? I, I don't know. I can't see it. What if what if we had a Trump, Bernie Sanders, Hillary, and Jeb Bush? Yeah. What happens then? I don't know, but th- I just think this is going to be great. Yeah. It's so hilarious <laughs> already, and there's so much more hilarity to come. I mean, it that is. would be a real and, fun four-way debate there. And God bless oh our God. country. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so doomed. Yeah, but we got, you have uh, to say it in the way that after the president announces that there's a nuclear war coming, and God bless the God. United States of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right before I suit up in an airplane and I go up to the moon and I blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this action movie ends. All right, Newt. I wish I knew how to make an air horse air horn sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Biden Romney 2016. That's who's going to be going at it. Bold predictions. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Cat Temp. Oh, the pleasure was all mine. Find her on Twitter at Cat Temp. You probably already follow me. Yeah, she has a lot of followers. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. I need to get that Twitter score up. And uh, I'll be back on Red Eye August 3rd. Follow Marcus Ooh. Parks on um, Twitter at Marcus Parks. And you are always yeah, doing... my show. <laughs> yes, you're the, always doing shows on Fox News. Yeah, the Greg Gutfeld Show every Sunday night at 10 p.m. It's super weird and wonderful. Just it like is. like me. That's great. And Greg. That's right. 
And you can see if you just randomly watch Fox, odds are you'll see Cat at some point during the day. <laughs> and My re- grandmother was very impressed that I knew someone on Fox. Oh, really? Yeah. Did, yeah, she, yeah. Know, did she know who I was or no? She just but, liked to hear that I knew someone on Fox. Nice. I think it made her respect me What's more. What's her fave shows? Oh, it's just all on all the time. She probably yeah. does. I mean, I'm like, I'm the glass, I mean, the blonde glasses. I guarantee you she's seen you. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Lou? Lou Dobbs? <laughs> Lou Dobbs? <laughs> yes, I know Lou Dobbs, Grandma. Lou Dobbs. I like Lou Dobbs. I love Lou. He's a great actor. He's oh, done like he? little sketches for the Gutfeld show. They're hilarious. Everybody needs to watch them. Talented guy. Um, all right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.